Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. I admit I'm a Clint Eastwood fan, though he's had a very interesting uh, track record in terms of some of his uh, personal decisions over the years. Uh, But you hear the mule and you're thinking, what, are they making a movie about Johan Franson? I'm not sure. Welcome back, everybody. Second hour of Oilers now. Bob Stoffer with you at Rogers Place. The Oilers, second of a back-to-back against the Philadelphia Flyers. Oilers now brought to you by Hugh Porter. And the gang at Digitex, including Rob, uh, we had a terrific time. We uh, Hugh opened up a uh, purchased a uh, Winnipeg company, so uh, Hugh took out the uh, Oilers radio and TV broadcasters. And uh, well, you know what they say: the media never misses a free meal. And uh, it was a terrific event on Wednesday night. Spent a lot of time with Hugh in Winnipeg. Hugh Porter and Digitex. You can buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call. One simple invoice for all of your office technology needs. In this hour. Edmonton Oil Kings general manager Kurt Hill spent last season as a scout with the Chicago Blackhawks from the Oilers Community Foundation. Uh, Natalie Minkler. And uh, we just had Elliot Friedman on the show. We're going to get to a clip with uh, Ken Hitchcock and a couple clips as well with Caleb Jones, who plays first NHL game. But we tried to get this guest last week and then earlier this week, kind enough to join us right now, uh, former NHL general manager, now an analyst with the NHL Network. We welcome back to the show former NHLer Brian Lawton. Hello, Brian. How are you? I'm sorry to be so difficult, Bob. You're not difficult. You're just popular. You're in demand. <laughs> right. Okay, if you say so. Okay. Uh, hey, uh, here we are. In a, When we last talked, Todd McClellan was still a head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. And, I mean, the team is basically a 500 team uh, with McClellan. But Ken Hitchcock has come aboard. He's on an 8-2-2 and run. Uh, we sometimes like to get uh, perspectives from outside of sort of the the Edmonton region in terms of people sort of observing. And I know you've got to you've got to have a feel for all 31 teams in the National Hockey League. But uh, what are you seeing with uh, what's going on with the Oilers? Well, first off, what a difference 12 games makes, and it's really remarkable to me, Bob, because Todd McClellan is a good coach, 
but the difference that Ken Hitchcock has been able to make is truly remarkable. We've seen at virtually the same time other organizations make a change as well, and nobody, and I mean nobody, has anything even similar to these types of results. So you got to start right there by tipping your cap to Ken Hitchcock. As far as what I've seen from him, I think there's some subtleties, but I don't think he came in and reinvented the game for this group. I think he he simplified some things. I think he created a little bit more roles for certain guys, which has really helped a little bit more identity. And I just think his buy-in factor has been that much higher than what Todd was getting. And that's why you hear famous lines like Doug Wilson about Ron Wilson when he let him go a number of years ago. Sometimes the class just needs a new professor. Well, sometimes the team just needs a new voice, and in this case, it's been huge for the Edmonton Oilers. And, you know, Todd's, a, as, as you mentioned, he's a really good coach. He's a terrific guy. Hitch is at that stage, uh, and Hitch is about as direct as they come, isn't he, in terms of his interpersonal relationships. I mean, he's going to let the players know where, he, where they stand. Uh, he absolutely is, and that's a good thing. Unfortunately, you still have a bout, or you'll go on a run at times, when players will find it ignorant because it can be so difficult to take the truth sometimes, Bob. That's the life of being a coach of the National Hockey League. Uh, one thing that's continued to strengthen for Ken, as his resume has, is just his credibility and legendariness with the players. I mean, he's a very well-respected guy. Third all-time in uh, NHL coaching victories. Brian Lawton joins us, the number one overall pick in the 1983 NHL draft. Uh, played uh, close to 500 games in the National Hockey League. And... Uh, you had lots of different coaches along the way. i got to ask you this, Brian, because uh, the modus operandi today in terms of communicating to today's player or today's people, four positives for one negative. Tell me this. Did you experience something similar when you played? No, I think it was like 14 negatives for one positive. Literally. That's just the way it was back then. There wasn't a lot of positive communication going on. Uh, coaching was totally different. I did not feel that many of the coaches I had early on, and not all of them because that wouldn't be fair, but most of them had very little to teach me. And it was kind of expected at that time, if you were good enough to make the team, then you're good enough to figure out how to play. And that is so different in today's game. These players, they want Ken Hitchcock to tell them exactly where their feet position should be, where their stick should be. Uh, they want the detail, and they want it in spades. And if you don't give it to them, then you don't really ever get the respect and the buy-in that you need. And well, that's critical, and that's a change. Well, it's funny. Uh, Billy Morris, who, uh, when I first started doing play-by-play -play of the U of A with John Sexsmith in the late 1980s, had just taken over from the legendary Claire Drake. And you played with Herb Brooks, or for Herb Brooks, uh, at the end of your Minnesota tenure. And, you know, Claire was sort of like the Herb Brooks of Canada. And it was with that 1980 Canadian Olympic team, which, by the way, Brian, had a winning record against the Americans in the build-up to the uh, uh, Olympics. And we were all cheering for the U.S. because we didn't want the Russians to win because back then, and I hate to say this, but in North America, we all hated the Russians. But I digress. Uh, it was, exactly. It was, it was Bill Morris who first told me the 4-1 to ratio, and I'm like, that's how you got a parent? Oh, man, I'm in trouble, right? Because I'm a little bit old school <laughs> in that regard as well. Maybe you could, you know, contrast when you first came in the NHL as the number one overall pick playing for Bill Mahoney 
to playing for Herb Brooks, how difficult, uh, how different uh, the coaching approaches were. Because I would assume Mahoney was a bit of an old school guy, and Herb Brooks is—I mean—he's a legend. Exactly. And when I made those comments, to be fair, Bob, Herb was the number one guy in my mind, thinking in terms of the first guy that really had anything to teach me. Bill Mahoney had absolutely nothing to teach me as a hockey coach. Uh, I don't remember or recall one thing that he ever told me (laughs) as a rookie in the National Hockey League. I don't remember one minute of instruction for anything. And I'm dead serious on this. It was just different. It wasn't that Bill was so flawed or this, that, or the other thing. That's just the way it was. Um, You had a lot of control over the players. That's not the case in today's world, as you see with contracts and things like that. Right. But the the whole process was incredibly, incredibly different. I think the game's a lot better for it. Um, I often tell this joke that the one thing that I was taught when I was the first pick with Minnesota North Stars, somewhere in between my second and third year, is how to put like 14 or 18 pucks inside the blue paint in the crease. And I was supposed to flip them up into the top corner. That was the one drill I remember a coach doing with me in my first four years in the NHL. What was that's Mich- it. And that's, that's a joke, obviously, Bob, but it was just different. What was, was just different. What was Michelle Bergeron like when he coached you at the Rangers? Because he had a fiery reputation. Uh, Michelle was awesome. His strength was he was a people person. And I often tell the funniest joke ever with Michelle. I played for him on the Rangers. I get waved down the line. I get a call from Michelle, who's a very personable, funny guy. And he says, Brian, we picked you up on waiver. We're super excited to have you. And I said, oh, that's great, Michelle. I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of the Nordiques. He says, oh, yes, we really need toughness. And he doesn't say anything else, and he just lets me sit on the line, and then I can hear him and all his coaches start laughing. <laughs> and that is an honest to goodness. So you story. had him, you had him twice. You had him with the Rangers, and then you had him with Quebec, and they were awful that year in Quebec, were they we, not? We were not a good team then, no. But I enjoyed the experience, and I'll tell you why. Because there was a couple guys named Peter Stassi and Joe Sackick on the team, and they were a treat to play with and be around and learn from. You also and that's a young Joe Sackick. You uh, you followed Gila Fleur around because he was with you with the Rangers, and then he was with the Nordiques. That was my idol growing up, Brian. That was my guy. Uh, I played with Gia on both teams. Often played with him. Uh, he was by far, by far, and I never played with Gretz, but by far the most famous player I ever played with. People would wait for him wherever we went, whatever time we got in. And I'd never seen anything like it. And I played with some pretty good guys in Minnesota and in New York, obviously, as well. Yeah, it's just too bad you didn't get to maybe play with him. I mean, he still could make it happen when you played with him. But, I mean, he was unbelievable in the mid to late 1970s. We're joined by Brian Lawton, who spent time as a general manager in the National Hockey League with the Tampa Bay Lightning. He is with the NHL Network. Uh, Brian, let's, uh, switch. let's get back to the here and now. So the Oilers have made a bit of a run here. Is is now Gary Bettman does not like the word parity. He likes the word competitive and balance. Competitive balance. When we see LA and Chicago where they are in the Western Conference, is this how it's supposed to work in the National Hockey League 
where teams have some success for some some years and in, in, in a cap system, and then they have to go and rebuild for a while because that's the price and the cost of having that success, and then other teams come up to the forefront. Well, it's definitely how it used to work, Bob, because you were more guaranteed to get yeah. a higher pick if, if you found yourself in the spots of L.A. and Chicago right now. But that's not the case anymore with the lottery. Right. I mean, this was still the case when I was running the Lightning. And, you know, people forget when I got hired by the Lightning, they had finished dead last. And Sam Coates, of course, was the reward. The next year, we finished second worst in the league, and Victor Hedman was the reward. And that's and the you're base. off and running. Yeah. And that's why, the, you know, that is part of the reason why, because they've done an amazing job down there since we were all fired of continuing to draft well and, and build through all the different avenues that are available to you. But in today's world, say a Chicago or an L.A., who could be, let's say they're the bottom two teams at the end of the year, you don't have that guarantee. Sure, they'd both love to add a guy like Jack Hughes, but there's no guarantee they'll be there to select them. The New York Islanders selected John Tavares when we selected Victor Hedman, and they were guaranteed of having a shot because they finished last yep. of selecting one of those two players. Well, the Oilers, you know, I, I mean, it, it's ironic because, of course, Edmonton fluked off and got McDavid, and that was a game-changer for the organization. Hall is, you know, a, a legitimate, you know, Hall or Sagan. You couldn't go wrong with either of those two. Nugent Hopkins has matured into a real, he's a real good player. Uh, over his last 94 NHL games, 34 goals and 78 points. Obviously, Yakupov did not pan out. There's lots of reasons why that happened. But I think the team that got the luckiest of anybody was Winnipeg. And they already had a fair, <laughs> right? Because they, they moved up like five spots to get Patrick Line at number two. Exactly. And they, they already had a host of guys that were in the cupboard. They made a nice pick with Shifley, obviously, yes. in the mid-top ten. And Nikolai Ehlers has certainly worked out well. And Jacob Truba was another good pick uh, for a guy to go late in that top ten. So, yes, they definitely were fortunate just with those guys. But when you added in line, it, it blew it wide open for them. But you don't have that guarantee when you, when you hit rock bottom like yep. – maybe Chicago and L.A. are at. There's still a lot of time left in the season. But those teams, to me, have challenging issues that have to do with the makeup of their roster. It's not, you know, it's not just changing your coaching, as we've seen. Uh, Brian Lawton joining us from the NHL Network. Brian, one of the things that's happened in Edmonton's case and allowed Hitch to go on this run, Miko Koskinen has been lights out, especially at Rogers Place. He's 6-0 and with a 0.91 goals against average and a 970 save percentage. You got a 970 save percentage in six home games. You probably won all six games. And it just reinforces the old adage, right? I believe, uh, and I, Pat Burns was quoted as saying, uh, you know, hockey's 90% goaltending, unless you don't have it, then it's 100% goaltending. And there are some teams. Pittsburgh is struggling in goal right now. Carolina, not a bad team, struggling in goal. Um, the Flyers, you know, tonight uh, we're going to see Anthony Stollers. You know, he's an 889 save percentage in the American League and in the NHL. They've struggled a bit between the pipes. It's it's, it's the oldest tru truism in the game, isn't it? It really is, Bob, but I challenge you. Is it because all of a sudden uh, it was just a really unlucky run for Todd McClellan and, you know, uh, he gets fired and all of a sudden the goaltenders are great? Or is it some subtle changes in the way they play defense that have helped Yep. these guys to get on the run. I oh, would yeah. say it's more the latter than the first for me. Okay, good stuff. Uh, is anybody, is it Tampa Bay and everybody else right now? 
around the league. I mean, Nashville's got some injuries, but are is are the Lightning the best team in the NHL? No. Everybody calm down. Cancel the parade down in Tampa. You can still leave it open in Toronto. That's fine. But I just went through that entire game from last night. And even even though it looked like it was a pretty good beating, it really wasn't. Uh, Toronto was 0 for 6 on the power play. They had a ton of grade-A chances. It could have been a very different game just on the power play. Never mind they had a two-minute lapse at the end of the first, second period that really blew it wide open. So it's not just Tampa and everybody else. Tampa's going to get throttled in one of their next three upcoming games because I think even they are getting excited about where they're at. The league is closer than that. Brian, we appreciate your time as always. Uh, let's stay in touch, okay? My pleasure, Bob. Thank you. You bet. That's former NHL general manager. Once, well, I guess you're always the number one overall pick in the league, 1983. Uh, one of the top agents in the business for a number of years with Octagon, Brian Lawton. It's 122 in Edmonton. When we come back, Brendan Escott will have NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Bob Stoffer joining you live at Rogers Place on Oilers Now. Please support 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous and make sure every kid has a Christmas. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Great song. Eddie Vedder, Hard Sun. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you at Rogers Place. It's that time. It's NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. We've had such a busy show here. Uh, Brendan Escott's back in the studio. He's going to update you on all things NHL along with AHL, along with WHL, along with World Juniors, right here, right now. Absolutely, Bob. Eight total games in the NHL tonight, including the Winnipeg Jets playing in Chicago and Ottawa visiting Detroit. The Blues have officially lost Alex Petrangelo to a hand injury that did require surgery as well. He's been out for a while, but uh, the surgery is the new part of this. He will be reevaluated during the Christmas break to determine exactly how long he is going to be out. Red Wings D-man Mike Green will miss three to five weeks with a lower body injury. Capitals D-man Kristen Jews had uh, surgery on his left thigh and is now out indefinitely. He injured that back on Tuesday against Detroit. Devils forward Taylor Hall has left practice early two days in a row now, and his status for the game against Vegas tonight is uncertain. What is certain, though, is the Golden Knights will get forward Paul Stastny back from a 30-game absence. He has been out since the third game of the season with a lower body injury. Uh, interesting note here, the Leafs inked goaltender of the Prince Albert Raiders, Ian Scott, to an entry-level contract. He was drafted by them in the most recent NHL draft. Have an, obviously a tremendous season backboning that, uh, that CHL-leading Raiders squad. Bakersfield Condors host the San Diego Gulls tonight and then visit the Stockton Heat tomorrow night. The Oil Kings now have two home games this weekend to rebound from back-to-back road losses this week. Saturday afternoon, the Calgary Hitman in town at 4 p.m. Sunday, also at 4, the Kootenai Ice visit Rogers Place. And that one is a family fun game, as a matter of fact. So head to their website for details on uh, what's going to be taking place then. U of A Golden Bears forward Luke Phillip was named Canada West's first-half top performer. He has 20 points through the first 12 games that's good for second in Canada West scoring and uh, Philip actually scored with nine seconds left in last night's game between Team Canada's World Junior Hopefuls and the uh, Canadian U Sport All-Stars and that sent the game to OT the U Sport All-Stars ultimately won that in a shootout 3-2 
All right, we're creeping up on the uh, news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell here. So we're going to throw to that, but not before we tell you that uh, Natalie Minkler from Oilers Entertainment Group and the Shirts Off Our Back event will be back with Bob when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.